0: Superman Forever Radio, Episode 81, New 52, and Action Comic Zero. Up in the sky! Look! It's a, it's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. People believe tall buildings at a single bound. The infant of ship is now the man of steel. Hello and welcome to Superman Forever Radio. I'm Bob Fisher. thought I'd start off today with a little bit of news. Now, if you're coming here, by the way, uh, to this show, Superman Forever, as your source for Superman news, up to the minute, late-breaking, informative, investigative Superman news, this is, that's not what's, it, it's not here. It's not here. Superman homepage however sounds like a plug but that's where you can go every day for up to the minute real Superman news now I will periodically comment on the news of the day regarding Superman as of the time I record these shows but as a source of news that's this is not the place for it because uh, for one thing over the next couple of years there's going to be probably lots of spoiler-type news regarding The Man of Steel coming out in uh, May of 2016. And I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. I'd like to know as little uh, as as possible about the movie before I actually walk in to see it. Now, I know that goes, you know, against the grain. There's people out there that want to know every detail uh, before they go, I really don't. And, and uh, you know, I did pretty well for the last one, not knowing uh, a tremendous amount about the Man of Steel movie before it came out. And a couple of rumors that came out just irritated me, so I, I vowed to try to stay as far away from them as possible. And did, I think, okay on that. Uh, and did much better for, like, Captain America Winter Soldier. I had not read the source material And I saw no trailers and uh, basically saw nothing about it until I went in to see the movie. And I think I enjoyed the movie better than I would have had I known certain things about it in advance. And I think we already know enough right now about the Superman movie. I wouldn't mind seeing the tweak of the new costume that's rumored they've they've tweaked uh, Superman's costume a little bit. I'm hoping they just uh, work out something so that the S pops off that chest and just stands out a brighter red and yellow of some kind, but definitely something that uh, really makes that S pop off the chest. I think it's a really good design, and I'd like to see more of that. What did come out not too long ago, Zack Snyder teased by showing the back end of the Batmobile and uh, said maybe he would release the rest of it the next day. And not only did he release, you know, a, a, a uh, different picture of the Batmobile, it had a picture of Batman, Ben Affleck, in the Batsuit, standing next to the front side of new Batmobile. Nice looking black and white image. Of course, the fandom went nuts, took a bunch of photoshops of it and started uh, playing with it in Photoshop, brightening it, changing it, colorizing it, trying to guess what colors it might be. Uh, that's always fun but as far as any real spoilers you know, that's about as far as I want to go I don't really want to know uh, before I go in what's going to happen in the movie too much we know now that of course it's got uh, Superman, it's got Batman Gal Gadot as I assume that's how you pronounce her name or similar to that as Wonder Woman and I forgot the young man's first name something Fisher I remembered his last name for obvious reasons uh, has been tapped to play Cyborg, hoping that's really quick, minor little few minutes. Well, the, the title of the movie also now we you know I changed. See, I changed track right there. The title of the movie uh, has been chosen: Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Okay, no problems with the title. Got no problems with the titles: Batman v Superman. People are making a big deal out of the v. Uh, we're gonna have to see at some point in this movie, I'm sure, some versus Batman versus Superman somehow. But that's that's about as you know much as I need to know now because uh, we know it's got Batman, it's got Superman, it's called Dawn of Justice, the beginning of the Justice League, and we will see how you know how Batman and Superman meet and then become, if not friends, partners in an upcoming Justice League movie. I think it's exciting. I think, you know, this is the first time we've had these two guys, Batman and Superman, live action, big screen, together. Of course, we've seen it in the animated series, and we've seen it in their own series. But never these two guys on screen, live action, together, ever and throwing in wonder woman the trinity of dc comics of superman batman and wonder woman yeah it's it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer yeah i also hear people talking sometimes on on this very thing the discussion of they're rushing it they're not doing it like marvel did where each of the characters get their own individual movies building up to the avengers movie that's the format that has to no i don't think so i think if you do it right you could put out a justice league movie tomorrow And it's a billion-dollar movie. People know who Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman. They know these people. A lot of them grew up with these characters and saw them practically every at least week of their life, starting with Super Friends all the way through Smallville was on for 10 years. They know these characters, unlike Marvel, who had to tell you who Iron Man was, who Thor was. They had to tell you these things. They had to get you into the characters. Everybody knows who Superman and Batman are. That's a no-brainer. You do a great movie, this one, a build-up, getting the trio together, the Trinity, the big three together, leading into a Justice League, from which then spawns their own individual movies. Bring it on. I'm ready for it. Put them all in a movie, and let's then move out. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Enjoy time travel in general and the Silver Age of comic books in particular? If so, join me each week on the Superman Fan Podcast. My name is Billy Hogan and I will be your host. Together we'll crash through the time barrier and fly into the past to explore the Silver Age adventures of Superman. One week we will take a look at the Superman family of titles, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, World's Finest Comics, and soon Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane. And your emails are always welcome at Podcast at com. And don't forget to wear your red indestructible cape.
0: And I'd love to hear from you too. Bob at supermanforever.com. Pretty easy, pretty quick. I got some email. That was terrific. I do appreciate it. Uh, I assume that I'm talking to people who are currently reading comic books or have read comic books or have some passing interest in Superman, uh, all the way to being a hardcore Superman fan. But I think it's interesting uh, that the comments I got, both through email and Facebook and a few other places, seem to focus around my comments about the cancellation of the adventures of Superman digital. Uh, and I almost thought, you know, originally uh, when I, before I published the show, uh, I almost eliminated that part of the show entirely. I thought maybe it was too negative and I want this to be more of a positive show. And I was worried that it was a little negative, but then I thought finally, no, I think it's, you know, uh, it's a show about Superman. And and uh, I thought that was a really good series the digital series, the 51 episodes or issues they put out and and wanted to let people know that and was very disappointed in its cancellation. And it seems a lot of people uh, agreed with me that, that, or at least the people who got back to me about the show commented on that part of the show more than the, the comic we covered and some of the other topics. But uh, So I think it goes to show that that, that particular series the Adventures of Superman digital comic there are are some people who liked it so thanks for the comments and speaking of that in the emails we got uh, I got some email one from Douglas Meacham and says some very nice things and thank you Doug I appreciate that and also wonders maybe if the cancellation of the Adventures of Superman had to do maybe with the fact that uh, Superman's 75th anniversary was over that it corresponded with that uh, and therefore uh, canceled it. I, 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 no, I, I don't, you know, I don't tend to, to uh, think that. I think that might have been a lucky coincidence that they did a Superman or maybe because it was Superman 75th, they decided to put Superman in the, the rotation. But it seems to me, based on now information that I have, is that it was part of a, a rotating plan And that they will pick up, uh, uh, they're bringing in uh, a Wonder Woman weekly digital, which will probably run for about the same. The Legends of the Dark Knight that I mentioned last time ran for 51 episodes. So then Adventures of Superman is 51 episodes. They're doing uh, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman coming up, which will be the same kind of thing, one-off standalone Wonder Womans. And I heard that they'll be doing also following it possibly with a Justice League. So, no, I I don't think that the 75th anniversary of Superman had really much to do with the cancellation of it. It was probably planned because it would have to have been. Uh, And in fact, uh, another piece of email I got from Michael Bradley, host of Superman and Batman podcast is a great podcast where he talks about the team up of Superman and Batman, the times they've gotten together in world's finest comics. So uh, check that out at uh, Superman and Batman. Thank you, Michael and Michael. So Michael sent some email uh, and said some nice things and I appreciate it, Michael. And also the fact that uh, numbers, the printed version of the adventures of Superman was not doing badly at all, and that it was actually, the printed version was outselling uh, Smallville for example, which is still an ongoing digital first weekly comic. Every week uh, a chapter, an episode comes out and they uh, uh, once a month print that, print, print those three digital chapters into a printed comic. And that The Adventures of Superman was outselling that, and a few others that are still being sold. So... Again, it must have just been something planned and it's, but we've, we'll just have to live with that and hope that, you know, maybe they'll bring it back in rotation or something <laughs> or do something else. <laughs> that would be nice, but we'll have to play it by ear and see how that happens. You see how that uh, turns out. But anyway, thanks for the email guys. I appreciate it a lot. So uh, if anybody else wants to get involved, so drop me some email, bob at Superman Forever. Dot com. Speaking of email, I might as well talk about that too. While I'm now, while I'm doing this, the email. Uh, this is another thing you can let me know. So I mentioned previously, the Adventures of Superman TV show in the '50s, starring George Reeves. You know, played a huge part in my um, history with the character. It got me going. It was the first uh, thing that I knew about Superman. So I want to incorporate that into this show on a regular basis somehow without it being, you know, a full-fledged weekly commentary and just taking, you know, uh, each episode and 30-minute episode and doing a commentary and talking about it every week. And believe me, I've thought about that. That's an option I've actually, you know, thought about. I've really tried to think how can I on a weekly basis or at least, you know, uh, uh, in every other episode do a segment incorporating the Adventures of Superman TV show somehow. Uh, One thought came up, and this is something to get you started maybe. The one thing I was thinking about doing was popping in the DVD, pick an episode at random, put it on fast forward twice. You know, you've got three times. I I use a PlayStation to watch Blu-rays and DVDs, PlayStation 3. So uh, if you hit the controller, fast forward once, It speeds up double time, but they're still talking, so they're talking really fast, not quite chipmunks. Hit it again, fast forward, and it starts going really fast, no audio at all. Well, I haven't timed that, but however long that is, it would only take a few minutes to go through a, a, you know, the 25 minutes or so of the actual episode. So I was thinking, I'll do that, and if I can get it done in five minutes, I'll call it the 5-Minute Commentary. Or I just talk over that and put that in every week. Just thought, pick an episode at random, do a fast forward and talk about it in a commentary as they're doing that. Call it the five-minute commentary. But if you have some ideas of how I can incorporate The Adventures of Superman, George Reeves' TV show, into this on a regular basis, send me some email, let me know what you think. Bob at com.
1: Why do you think
2: superheroes are so important? People need heroes because they need somebody to inspire them, something to aim for, somebody to try to be like. One is the man of tomorrow, with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. The other... The Cape Crusader, carrying out a solemn vow to spend his life warring on all criminals. For seven decades, they've been the world's finest heroes. They've teamed on radio, comics, newspapers, animation, and more. And now, they're teaming up for a podcast.
0: To the Batmobile, let's go! Up! Up! And away! Atomic Man.
2: Superman and Batman celebrates more than 70 years of the world's finest team with randomly chosen stories featuring the Man of Steel and the Dark Knight. Superman and Batman, featuring your two favorite heroes in one podcast together. Find it today at GreatCrypton.com
0: So do you ever go back and re-look at a comic book that you've previously read? You know, just look at it. Don't read it again, but look at it. Well, the reason I bring that up is I just did that with the Grant Morrison Action Comics run that kicked off the New 52 origins of Superman. And it brought up all kinds of other thoughts, larger generic thoughts about the New 52, the trouble Superman has had getting, getting you know, kind of grounded, no pun intended, but uh, creative people changing, things going on that are have not been particularly uh, consistent with our favorite character. Hopefully they're getting that uh, uh, corrected. Maybe they'll get some staff. Greg Pack is doing some fun stuff with Action Comics. I like what he's doing there. Uh, the doomed storyline, I'm about halfway through. I like that. That's that's some interesting stuff Uh, Superman Wonder Woman has been surprisingly good but Action Comics has been consistently good and particularly I think in the beginning as I was getting ready to say with Grant Morrison uh, and I think now with Greg Pax doing some really really good things but looking through uh, the beginning here of, of, of Action Comics with Grant Morrison, it started to make me think what was going on with me and Superman just before the New 52. And I think this is a little bit, of, and I'll take us off track just a, a few minutes because I'm going to set this up. I had been out of comics for uh, years, a couple of years anyway, a few years. And um, my wife and I were out shopping somewhere, I'm not quite sure, I don't remember where, but we split up and I said, I'm going to go down and there was a comic store uh only a couple of you know stores down so i hadn't been in a comic shop in a while and she was whatever so i went on down to uh the the shop and went in and was kind of just looking around you know seeing what's going on and uh, started talking to the guy at the counter and I'm assuming he uh, I had a Superman something on because I had a shirt something because he asked me what I thought of what was going on in Superman I said I didn't know I hadn't been reading it for a few years and uh, asked him what he thought was interesting if anything was interesting with Superman lately and he pulled out the um, Jeff Johns Brainiac trade paperback which had just come out that week so I went ahead and bought that and later that night read it and thought oh geez well is this where superman is now this isn't bad i'm this is pretty good and i well maybe it's time to get back in so i went ahead and started subscriptions again to action and superman and started picking up uh comics and and uh as usual the collector bug in me said oh gee i've been out for x number of years and I got on eBay and started looking around and seeing what I could find in those years to try to fill in, uh, whether I read them or not, but it started to fill in or whatever, the bug But anyway, oh, it seemed like, though, almost as soon as I got back into the comics and started the subscriptions up, Superman left his two comics again, Action and Superman. He's not even in their, his own titles. They were using them for other things. He was doing another story, a Krypton story, which was actually a good story, but I think it could have been told within his own titles. They didn't need to make it an out-of-his-title event. And then it started Grounded, which brought him back to his own titles. Brung him back! Yep, brought him back to his own titles! No, it brought him back to uh, Superman in Action, But, it was boring. It was terrible. And then I remember, uh, uh, not too long after that, I picked up uh, Action Comics 900 and thought, uh, well, I hope I'm around for 1,000. At my age, that's not a sure bet. But uh, Then, a few months later, it was announced that they're going to renumber everything. And I thought, well, that idea might be gone, but what are they going to do now? So, the New 52 started and i must admit based on the previous 2 years this was really exciting when action comics number no. 1 came out and i read it i thought wow this is this is pretty cool new take on superman because it's not a new take it's an old take modernized it's it's you know i i would think that when some writers are going to be told that We're going to renumber one of the oldest comics in publishing history, continually published since 1938, up to over 900 issues. We're going to renumber them, action comics, to number one. And you, Mr. Writer, are given the task to rewrite his origin story. No problem. I don't know how some writers are, but I think Grant Morrison rose to the occasion on this one. Now, I might talk about this uh, as he wrote about it, (laughs) non-linear. But Grant Morrison gets Superman. He gets it. And I think Grant actually laid the foundation whether DC Comics and current writers choose to follow the lead and build on it or not is... is, uh, Probably questionable. But I think Grant Morrison brought back a number of things that made me really happy as far as the origin story. He turned Krypton again into a place that you're sorry to see explode, full of vibrant people, advanced, wonderfully advanced society that had made some mistakes. <laughs> also, a baby rocketed from the planet not a matrix that was born in Kansas no offense Mr. Byrne but Grant Morrison brought back some things that that I always liked about the mythos and uh, he brought them and updated them for a modern audience I think and this is something I'll talk about next week or next episode anyway Uh, I think he brought back and laid the foundation for a real Superboy again you know the adventures of Superman when he was a boy stories with an early legion all of them say 13 14 15 years old that age he laid that found that that uh, the groundwork. the foundation has been laid in in the uh, opening Grant Morrison retelling of the origin story now I think you know as you go through that that first 10 or 12 issues as I just made the non-linear joke a few seconds ago uh, it does jump around and he starts playing with time and also brings in mixes Pitalik and plays around with magic and time and uh, I did this when I was older I'm younger than that now as the lyric goes and I think he actually and, and, and to be honest I think he you know either rushed it or copped out a little bit at the end you know kind of blaming it all on on the well I don't want to Don't want to spoil it. (laughs) It's been out for three years. I just, I I can remember monthly because it was only a couple of years ago. So it's not terribly hard to remember a couple of years ago. But extra being so disappointed with Grounded and where Superman had been for the previous two and a half years all of a sudden Action Comics was top of the stack. It was the number one thing. It was what I was looking forward to every month. Could not wait for that comic to come out. And it was looking good. It was just terrific. Uh, I think Action Comics number two has one of the better covers. Just, it's an it's, uh, amazing cover of Superman strapped in an electric chair. I think the, the problem that I do have, if we want to talk about problems with the first run of Action Comics, and here's the non-linear part, was how they treated uh, Lex Luthor kind of treated lex Luthor as kind of a mamby pamby smarty pants guy so i you know it mm, the early the first you know bits of lex what he did i thought was very smart you know planning and setting up you know as he walks out of one of them you wanted superman i gave you superman or you wanted the alien i gave you the alien what lex did was you know pretty bad even if he did it for the government to get Superman to catch him I didn't like you know the way he acted but uh, I expect more from my Lex Luthor I think we're getting it now I think we're going to get more of that ruthless evil 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 Lex and brilliant Um, although in Justice League as I you know veer off track in modern comics as I said right now kind of you know trying to get Lex Luthor on the Justice League and maybe the leader of the Justice League. We got, I don't know, I'm going to have to look at that. I haven't read Forever Evil yet or Future's End yet, working on Doomed. Now, something else that is said, um, what I think is just, it was really terrific. The, the first four, five, six I- um, issues of the Grant Morrison run, as I was saying, are just incredible. It shows us Superman doing early stuff. In the jeans and the t-shirt with the cape, which is the only thing he had from his origin. And being captured by Lex for the government, tested, tortured, etc., etc. Getting the costume, showing us Jor-El and Lara, his parents on Krypton, how all that came down. Introduced Mixus Pitilic, introduced the Legion of Superheroes and time travel. Um and kryptonite and the rocket bringing us back the rocket with the real baby. So, Grant Morrison did a whole lot to make this interesting and the artwork was good. It was something like I said it was I really looked forward to it. And over the course of that that run, we see both the small going after gangster type Superman. And we also see Big leaving the planet for the first time going into the atmosphere. Taking on a space problem, uh, he brings back. By the way, uh, Grant Morrison brings back the Bottle City of Kandor. There were so many really, really, really good things that happened in those first ten, twelve issues. That, and and I understand why certain people maybe not like this, and really didn't you know get into it because it wasn't really. Linear and Grant did kind of go all over the place in certain parts, but but I just really really enjoyed it. I would say nine percent, nine out of the twelve issues, and then the other ones, even the three or four that that you know weren't as where I would like them to be. For the rest of them, maybe or they got a little crazy or uh, copped out or got a little nuts. The rest of it was was just made up for it at tenfold. It was just a thrill to read and something to look forward to uh, every month. And looking back at it, just glancing through the issues, brought up those same things and noticed a few things that I hadn't noticed before, which was really nice, but um, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And one of the other things, by the way, that I think Grant Morrison did that speaks volumes for both he... As a writer, him him, as a writer, and how much he gets and understands Superman, that so many writers say because it's Superman and because he's so powerful and does so much, you use Superman for those epic, big earth threatening stories. It has to be big, Batman can do the street level crime, but Superman has to be big, you can't use Superman as a street level superhero fighting crime on a street level. Well, a year into the new 52, Grant Morrison uh all of them did. They all had to put out now zero issues. So Grant Morrison turned around and wrote a story for the zero issue that took place even before Action Comics number 1, and it was like Superman first getting to Metropolis, Clark Kent first getting to Metropolis. And this is a total street level story that blew me away when I first read it and had much the same effect reading it again recently. I think this is Grant Morrison, Action Comics, Volume 2, Number Zero, is an incredible book in pretty much all aspects, too. Well, except for the cover. I'm not particularly crazy about the cover, uh, I don't mind the cover layout; it's not bad. But all of the DC Comics that month of uh, their zero issues had the main character uh, in color jumping through a black and white pencil drawing of their number one title. So Superman breaking through on Action Zero of Action Comics number one was underneath him. The artwork inside was just terrific. I just loved it, and it's Action Comics number zero. That shows how Superman can be written properly and can still do street level, small stories that have character and plot that put it all together in a way that is, well, just remarkable, actually. I think Action Comics number zero is one of the best comics I've read in the last couple of years of a single issue that you just go, wow, that's, that's amazing. So, what's so amazing about it? Action Comics Zero, released September 2012, written by Grant Morrison, art by Ben Oliver, and I'm going to give Brian Reber, the colorist, some credit as well. In this one, there's a lot more credits, but those are the three that I'm going to give credit to here. Grant Morrison, Ben Oliver, and Brian Reber for the colors. In the opening, Clark goes to a t-shirt shop and orders a couple hundred t-shirts with an emblem on it. Guy says, is this for your college crest of some kind? Clark says, you'll see. Goes and applies for a job at the Daily Star. Goes back to an apartment, which he's sharing with Jimmy Olsen at this point they play some video games but then Clark super senses notices a problem makes his excuses and boom he's off next thing we see is Clark standing next to a helicopter in his uh, work boots jeans a t-shirt with the S emblem on it and his red cape the bad guys shoot at him to no avail one of them then pulls out a bazooka <laughs> Yeah, it was a bazooka or a rocket launcher of some kind And uh, uh, knocks Clark off the roof, falls to the ground below, kind of dazed, uh, struggles, dazed. A kid watches this and grabs the cape and runs. Says, cool, takes it home. When he gets home, the home is not a pleasant place for this young boy to be. An abusive uh, stepdad, I think, and goes to his little brother, tells him what's going on, kind of. But the abusive, the abusive drunk stepdad comes at him with a knife, wrapping himself up in the cape. The kid protects himself from the knife, and the knife actually breaks off. Catching the uh, stepdad off guard, the young kid, uh, using his fist through the cape, hits the, the man in the stomach, doubling him over, and the kids run away. They run down to uh, eventually end up down by the train tracks. Which will prove to be in a convergence for several of our players. At the Daily Planet, we see Jimmy and Lois and Perry talking about pictures Jimmy has taken previously of this new apparently superpowered person in Metropolis. But no real good pictures. But Jimmy does have some pictures of the cape with the S on it. Perry says, What does that S stand for? And Lois says Story. Yeah, there's a story in it, Lois. And they take off looking also for Superman. We see also Clark getting his apartment, his own first apartment, where his landlord is introduced, who plays a big part in the first story arc. But then we see Clark opening his shirt, revealing the ass, leaving to go look for his missing property. Meanwhile, down by the train tracks, the stepdad is caught up to the uh, kids very emotional scene the older kid wrapped in the cape says we're never coming back with you the stepdad grabs the smaller kid as the train is coming he threatens to throw him in front of the train to kill him also emerging at the train tracks at about the same time in a cab is lois and jimmy you see them in the shadows watching as this horrified scene takes place as the train approaches jumping over it in front of it is clark stopping the train just in time in front of the kid The kid hands him back the cape and says, I was only borrowing it. Clark smiles and says, thank you. It's very important to me. And in a very nice scene, he tells, he, Superman, Clark tells the kid that he doesn't have to worry about that stepdad anymore. He's taking care of him. And the police come and take him off. Not to worry. Clark then puts the cape back on, jumps, flies, not really flies, but jumps away, a la golden age Superman leaping over a tall building Lois, following the action, asks Jimmy, you got that, right? Later, when Perry said, what does that stand for? And Lois says, Superman. Absolutely terrific story in every way. And I say what brought me back, I was just thumbing through the issues of the New 52 Grant Morrison run, not really rereading them. And when I came back to this one, the emotion of the artwork took me right to it, right through it, all the way, and hit every emotional beat necessary to tell a great Superman story on a street level to show another reason why I think Superman is just the best of them all. And Grant Morrison understands that. One of the best stories I've read in the New 52 in the last couple of years, and we'll talk more about that at some future time, but I wanted to get that point across, that Grant Morrison laid some incredible foundation work should DC Comics choose to build upon it. There's a great panel in, I think, issue number four, five or six, I'm not sure which one right now, showing young Clark at maybe 13, 14 years old with the cape around his neck, flying with the Legion help of a flight ring of some kind, exclaiming, the best day of my life with the young Legion, all of them in that young teenage group. The foundations are there again for stories about Superman when he was a boy and the Legion of Superheroes, should DC decide to go that way. As of yet, two and a half years into it, it doesn't look like they have any desire to tell stories like this anymore. And that's not a total dump on the New 52. There have been some high marks and some low marks. Superman title itself has been a little inconsistent. Action Comics overall has been pretty good, in spite of the the writer's change. And I think Greg Pak is doing a great job in the current run of Action Comics. And uh, I'm also enjoying Batman Superman. As I said, Superman Wonder Woman has been good. There are some good titles, and I think maybe they're starting to get a handle on Superman. If I had another complaint, it would be that I still think he's a little too young compared to the rest of the Justice League or sometime. And uh, I still can't hear a voice in my head when it's that young 20-something Superman when he's so much younger and immature than the rest of the Justice League in most of these stories. And I think that's what I liked about the current issues of action, say around 27, 8, 9, and 30, 31 Uh, in the doomed story so far he seems to be a little older a little mature and they've brought Lana in so there's some really good stuff but anyway that takes me down to another uh, rabbit hole that I don't want to get into today I just wanted to get across and talk a little bit about Action Comic Zero and the opening run that Grant Morrison did I think it's well worth reading and after what had come for the previous two years of Superman in action, and in my mind fla- my ma- mind floundering, Grant Morrison breathed life back into the character and gave us a Superman that I think we can really sink our teeth into if these guys will step up to the plate and try to follow it. Again, it did get a little squirrely, some of the Mixious Pedalick stuff and the little timey wimy stuff got a little squirrely. But to me, it was all there. And I highly recommend that first run from Action Comics and Grant Morrison. <laughs> Next time on an all-new Superman Forever Radio, we go back to my Manteo comics. Although this one wasn't part of the trunk. Possibly the first comic bought for me. And it had Superboy in it. So, next time. Adventure Comics number 228. And I'm sure I'll find some other little soapbox to stand on and talk about. So, in the meantime and in between time. Send me some email. I'd love to hear from you. Bob at supermanforever.com And check out uh, the website, supermanforever.com Also, uh, our Facebook page. There's a number of ways to contact us, so get in touch. SupermanForever.com See you next time. Up,
1: up, and
0: away! Superman is based on the original character appearing in Action Comics and Superman Magazine. DC Comics holds the copyright. Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster.